Hello and welcome to the CFS Transformation Podcast. I have had a few conversations recently around the later stages of recovery and by later stages I mean when you are confident in managing your symptoms or having overcome symptoms altogether and you're trying to adjust back to quote-unquote normal life but likely struggling with things like returning to work or still carrying the label of CFS as in you still believe you have it to some degree uh, and maybe a lot of fear or anxiety around um, returning to life without getting sick again. The later stages of recovery I think are much less spoken about but are equally as hard but just in a completely different way. The early stages it's more focused on symptoms and how um, how to manage that and essentially getting back to feeling physically well or regulated to some degree. And when you start responding well to symptoms and changing your mindset naturally symptoms will improve. However there is still so much work to be done to reach a sustainable recovery where you feel you understand what you've been through and move on to feeling grateful for this redirection in your life, like things make sense again. In the monthly memo that I sent out this month, I wrote a little bit about this because when we are recovering from a state of chronic burnout, it's not just a case of we need to overcome the symptoms. Often it looks like changing our lifestyle, our beliefs, our behaviours, patterns and traits that led us there in the first place and that does not happen overnight. When you experience a health scare like CFS, it is going to change you. I sometimes reflect on how much I've changed since I got sick and it's huge. Like, it's just like by default, your priorities will shift. And that's actually a good thing. But while you're in the process of trying to create your new, and by the way, better life, it can definitely feel overwhelming and like you are lost. I remember at least a year, if not two, after not having symptoms where I felt quite alone and a bit out of place. Um, I was 19 and 20 when I would say I had CFS and a lot of the changes I made in my life my friends at that time weren't making. Um, being health aware isn't something that many young people are really. So for example when I stopped drinking or stopped interacting with people who I didn't consider good connections for me I found that I lost a lot of friends I also left behind my job and officially moved back in with my mum and to give myself credit for this it was around the time of the covid lockdown anyway um and let's be honest most people were isolated but in terms of my vibe and my energy I definitely felt very different compared to how I had pre uh pre cfs I think that there is quite a subconscious assumption that once you get over symptoms, you're back to who and how you were before. But I'm not sure that that is possible because experiences like this change you. And CFS in particular, I feel like it highlights how your previous way of living 
was not sustainable. And I'm not saying it was wrong or it was bad. It was an important part of your journey. But CFS is a huge invitation to look closer at how to redesign your life going forward to make it enjoyable, intentional, um, successful and sustainable regarding your health where possible. Um, so I think during that time for me, I felt, I felt like I'd been expecting to go back to how I was before I got ill, but that never happened. So I was just left feeling a little bit like, what, what do I do from here? So if you're feeling a little lost, I want you to know that it's normal. Um, I went through this phase as well. I think as well, CFS can cross contaminate (laughs) into so many things, can't it? Because what you're going through now isn't necessarily CFS anymore. It's just the aftermath of it, which, like I've already said, can be even more overwhelming or equally overwhelming um, than CFS itself because it's not really spoken about or addressed as much. So getting to the point then, this podcast is going to share a little on how I navigated that and how I support others going through this time um, period in CFS transformation to hopefully help you feel less alone or worried about it. So the first thing I invite you to do is to look at this as exciting rather than scary. I read a book recently that said the only thing that distinguishes anxiety from excitement is our emotional perception of the situation because that determines if it's good or bad. If we look at anxiety and excitement based purely on like physical symptoms alone, they are identical. Your heart rate goes up, maybe you get a bit shaky, a bit fidgety, your breathing goes faster, you get that kind of wired feeling. Excitement and anxiety feel the same. So your perception, your emotional perception matters because that's what distinguishes what it is. So while this time can feel really scary and lonely, it's also exciting. You have space now to literally redesign your life for the better. Initially, losing relationships, jobs, behaviours and more that was a part of your life is of course going to feel hard because we always resist change even if it's good for us but this has to happen to create space for new and better things to come in jobs relationships and behaviors that are more aligned with the true version of you that feel authentic and supportive and maybe that is just changing the way you show up in current areas of your life to improve them but in some cases it's making radical changes altogether and completely um, flipping to something completely different. Remember that you're going through a huge transformation in your life. A lot of us who've had CFS, myself included, have been living or had been living as a type A personality style life forever like it wasn't just a few years or months prior to getting sick that I was not living in balance or in a healthful way when I reflect on it I think it was possibly like my whole um life (laughs) like obviously not when I was a little baby but I see a common thread in my clients and people who 
just apply for CFS transformation, that there was like a whole life up until CFS that was quite out of balance, um, you know, due to things like past trauma, um, chronic stress growing up, like all of these kinds of things, they have an impact. Um, or as my new favourite book would say, the body keeps the score. These things don't just go um, unnoticed. So remembering that you're going through this huge transformation and trying to maintain your compassion with that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, my point of, of saying, of highlighting how long uh, you've been out of balance for is that it's going to take more than a few months, even a few years to restore that equilibrium. Okay, so even though maybe your chronic symptoms have subsided, don't be surprised if you still feel a little out of whack or lost or overwhelmed because you're still um, figuring out what a healthful life looks like to you. And that isn't always straightforward. It takes a little trial and error. So... It's also important to note that it's going to take just a little bit of time to break your like these habits and feel aligned and comfortable with this new way of living. All of your behaviours, whether it's people pleasing, overworking or avoiding rest, you did or do those for a reason. It's become a safety mechanism for you. And while getting chronic symptoms may have prevented you doing a lot, that doesn't necessarily mean the behaviours are resolved or the emotional feelings behind them are resolved. And this is why sometimes I say that we actually start to heal after our symptoms have subsided because that is where you can feel regulated enough to do the work on your self-worth, self-compassion, limiting beliefs and behavioural change. And you can do a lot of reflection as well because you're starting to see like the light at the end of the tunnel so you have this um, innate sense of knowing that you are healing and you are getting there. Um, but sometimes reflecting on how far you've come can be really powerful. During this phase of my own recovery, some things that I did, I created a lot of time for myself to try new things I actually remember this. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's kind of funny. So I will. Um, (laughs) When I found I had a lot of time on my hands um, after I left my job and when I started feeling physically better, but still very out of whack with the world. um, So I was like, I need to try new things. Um, And I've always wanted (laughs) to be a figure skater. So I started, I went to do ice skating lessons And I was, like, in the kids' class, there was, like, five and six-year-olds, like, skating circles around me. And I was, like, trying to learn how to just go forwards on the ice. Um, And even though, like, I feel like that is a little bit embarrassing, it was so much fun. Like, I really enjoyed trying something new. And trying new things, I'm such a huge advocate of it. Like, even if it's just changing up your... um, routine a little bit like walking a different way today or I don't know cooking a different meal for dinner routines are great if you have a routine if your routine has you it's not that beneficial for you and can make you quite fragile so trying new things when you're trying to when you're going through this phase of like rediscovering yourself can be very helpful like we need to fill up our time with something Um, sometimes that might be intentional rest 
or restoration but when we just have a lot of time on our hands this is something I see a lot with um people who start CFS transformation we just have this time to get really anxious or overthink and it's because our brains have nothing better to do so picking up a new hobby or um like starting something that you've always wanted to do do that and don't be embarrassed if you think you're old um to start something new like I said I joined the kids class I did feel a bit self-conscious in it I'm not going to lie um (laughs) and I, I think I only did like four lessons in the end because I actually ended up falling over and hitting my head quite hard um which is really sad but I still have this like desire in me to become a figure skater one day I'd quite like to do it on like natural ice rinks though like a frozen lake um yeah I don't know why I'm talking about this because it's not really relevant to the podcast but the point is during this phase of recovery start trying new things like literally hobbies um or take a course or do something it could be you know an educational thing with your to help with your career or move in a new direction just try new things and then you'll start to find new passions and that can give you a lot of energy and a lot of purpose. Okay, moving on from the ice skating. The next thing that I think is really important is, and that I did during this phase of my recovery, is connecting with the people that actually mattered in my life. Um, and definitely like go for quality over quantity here. Um, you, this isn't a time where you want to be surrounded by people who don't make you feel comfortable or good. I also focused a lot on understanding what health looked like on me, which I do think takes a bit of trial and error, like I already said, to figure out how and when you feel your best, rather than just going with what society tells you is best for your health. I also left the job that wasn't serving me and started teaching yoga online throughout um, COVID after I saw how much it helped me and did my training to become a yoga teacher I started teaching online so I really think this time is about rediscovering who you are and finding your worth and your confidence and that comes with going a little bit outside your comfort zone i.e go ice skating with kids I think that the biggest not- noticeable change in that time for me was that I learned to respect my body. I learned my values, which helped me decide how I wanted to live my life. I learned to be quite disciplined with regards to implementing boundaries and saying no, even if that meant that I lost people in my life. And this was a time where I felt quite lost and overwhelmed, but also I really had this feeling that I was on the edge of something great and was about to really thrive. And I did, and still do. This is a great place to do lots of reflection on how far you've come and truly thank your body and appreciate everything it's done for you and what you've learned on this journey so far so you can start shifting into gratitude. Um, and I think the last thing <laughs> I wanted to say was that this time was also where I had just finished therapy and then I went on to get a coach and I think it's so important it's a great time to surround yourself with support because you will be very receptive to the support and in the right place to implement and do your part 
and therefore you will get more from your coaching or therapeutic relationship. The more engaged you are, the better the results you will have. But also, if you are not in a position to get coaching or therapy, surrounding yourself with the right people, with love and with healthy connections, and like I've already said, that might be minimal people, quality over quantity, but people you feel you trust and genuinely want what's best for you is very important. I've read a article the other day about the importance of social connection and we are social animals as we know so while this time can feel quite isolating and confusing it's important to carve that time for connection for love um, whether that's getting yourself a coach a therapeutic relationship or um, just people in your life who you know have your best intentions at heart as always thank you so much for listening If you would like my support to overcome your limiting beliefs, to get unstuck and to make genuine progress on your CFS recovery journey to feel like your best self again, fill out an application form for the next intake of CFS transformation via the link in the show notes or even better, send me a DM because you are the exact type of person that I want to help.